Hi guys, this is the GNN Sports Podcast. I'm Mike Myler, sports editor of the Niagara Gazette and Lockport Union Center Journal. With me today is Michael Canfield, our Niagara University hockey reporter. Uh, as you can guess, we'll be talking some NU hockey today as the Purple Eagles uh, drop puck on their season Friday night in Denver, Minnesota. In Minnesota, <laughs> great start. Anyway, Mike, uh, Michael, thanks for thanks for coming on. Welcome. You ready for the season? Yeah, I'm uh, excited to get it going. Uh, you know they uh, they've had a long training camp. They played a uh, exhibition game against Ryerson that maybe the worst game I've ever watched in my life because of the amount of penalties that were called and um, just. Just, just a brutal game. They got a lot of work on special teams, um, but I'm excited to get things going. They had a bye week the first week, which is super weird. So while everybody else in the country kicked off last weekend, uh, they were off still. So I'm, I'm ready to get it going, and I'm sure those, sure the guys are as well. Didn't they do the same thing last year? The bye week, early bye week, maybe not. I don't. I'm I don't know the schedule so. now. No. Anyway, um, those exhibition games are wild. I feel like last year there was a bunch of penalties. They played the same team every year, and didn't they sit some of their starters just kind of like? Yeah, let's I think not they, risk it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. Uh, I talked to uh, uh, the head coach Jason Lammers today, and it was kind of a. Uh, you know, it's like a preseason football game. You don't want to start your. You know, you, you don't really want your main guys in. You want to look at what. You know, maybe some bubble guys can do, and uh, the games are always a little chippy against the Canadian teams. Um, it's a different league, obviously, different set of standards. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't think you couldn't walk away from that game with any indication on how either team plays normally. <laughs> <laughs> and I won four to three, which is good. Obviously, that's you know better than not. Um, this is going to be a fun year for Niagara. They, you know. Last year was their 500, which was good for their conference. I think they finished they finished top five in the conference, something like that, at, yeah, at about six. a 500 record. <coughs> um, and then they got hot in the playoffs, and they won a couple rounds in the playoffs, made it to the championship game, and made it to overtime in the championship game before losing to AIC, who went on the next week to upset the number one team in the country, St. Cloud State, in the NCAA tournament. So... Uh, Niagara was playing very well at the end of the year, um, and I think you got if if you're looking at what they may be able to do this season, um, that's you know probably the uh, optimistic lookout, right? Yeah, I think uh, if you look at the uh, Atlantic Hockey poll that came out last year, they were picked 11th in the conference. Um, this year, they they're, they're up to second, you know, behind ASC, obviously. Uh, I think the expectations are that they're going to pick up right where they left off and not slow down any. Um, you know, that's obviously to be seen, but they finished the year strong. They, they won a lot of games in overtime. I was talking to Brian Wilson this morning, the starting goaltender, and he said that the AIC game was weird because he had won so many games in overtime that they actually just expected to win that game. So when they lost, it was kind of like a weird feeling for them. Um, they, you know... They've lost some seniors. They lost Nick Farmer, Johnny Curran, um, Alexis Kovacs. Uh, they replace those guys. You know, you have a Noah Delmas who's going into his senior year. 
you're losing a lot on the leadership end of things, but I think at the same time, a deep run in the playoffs like that really helps the next group of guys step up. And that next group of guys, um, you know, if you're looking for reason for optimism for this year, is that freshman class from last season, which was, you know, the senior leadership was there to guide them, but in terms of numbers, freshman class did a, did a lot. It was the highest scoring freshman class in the country, I believe. Uh, Ludwig Stenlund, Ludwig Stenlund, obviously, uh, doesn't really need to be spoken for at this point. Uh, second runner-up for National Freshman of the Year, AHC Rookie of the Year, or, or yeah, Atlantic Hockey Rookie of the Year, um, Niagara's leading scorer. So, uh, you know, if you just assume those guys are going to take even a, a, you know, tiny steps forward, I mean, that should mean good things for this Niagara program. Oh, 100%. I think Stenland is ready to just pick up where he left off. Uh, one of the things he worked on over the summer was quick feet in his skating and turning, um, you know, getting his feet going when he turns. Uh, those are the things that he's been told he needs to work on to get to the next level. The hockey skill is there. Um, we'll see if, you know, if, we can get, if he can get the skating to where it needs to be. I mean, he's a dangerous, dangerous player. You know, sometimes it looks like you know, he's just kind of out there. You, you don't really notice. He's under the under the radar. And next thing you know, he's scoring a game-winning goal. You know, like he's just natural talent, skill. Uh, bringing him into Niagara, I think, is a real uh, win for their scouting and their, their recruiting. Um, as far as the other freshmen, you have Dylan Mills, uh, who, you know, excelled at creating grade-A chances last year. They're hoping he takes another step. He's a big-bodied guy uh, with a lot of skill. Um, he's actually a Minnesota native, so he's all amped up for next week. I think he has about 200 people coming to see him play. <laughs> so I, I don't know if that adds extra <laughs> extra pressure or what, but he's uh, you know they'll they'll be looking to him to use his body and use his size to to really make things happen. Um, Luke Edgerton had the goal on ESPN last year. Uh, so guys like that, I, I think they're all poised to take the next step. Um, they, they've been through a deep playoff run. Uh, they're only going to get better. They, they know now what college hockey is like. They know that it's a grind, the back-to-back, the travel. Uh, they know what to expect on those second days, you know, that Saturday night after the Friday game now. Yeah, and Sten, I mean, with Stenland, Delmas, Cooley, Eric Cooley, Justin Kendall, and Edgerton, I mean, Niagara's returning its top five scorers. Add Mills in there, you get six of the top seven. So, I mean, there's there's no reason not to expect <laughs> some good things this season. Um, Goaltending-wise, you mentioned Brian Wilson. Uh, he's into his third season now at Niagara. He kind of, I don't say burst on the scene, but in, in a way, uh, as a freshman, he kind of came right into the program and was their starting goalie. Um, there's been some ups and downs, but... Generally speaking, I think that's another area that that Lammers is probably optimistic about. Yeah, I think I think Brian finished the uh, the year strong last year. He had his ups and downs. They at one point Cole Weaver, who's no longer with the team, um, started a few games last year. Uh, but Wilson, uh, you know, those games against Air Force and the games against Kenesha's and the playoffs, and really held it down for his team um, and, and really made a difference for them. And I think he's feels strong. Uh, you know, again, I talked to him this morning. He's ready to go. He worked at uh, some of his fundamental stuff and nutrition and, and getting, 
you know, more hydration, those kind of things on the off season. Um, uh, he seems confident in a good place mentally uh, to pick up where he left off last year. <coughs> so you already mentioned, excuse me, coming or not coming down or something, coming out of a little cold this week. Um, you already mentioned that, that Niagara's picked second uh, in Atlantic Hockey, which is a, you know, a recognition from the coaches from the opposing coaches um, at just, you know, what they might be able to do this season and what they were able to do last year. Um, which And we, it's, it's important to remember that this is a program that was winning three games three years ago um, before Jason Lambers took over. Um, you're around the team. I've talked to Lambers three times in my life maybe. Um, you're around the team at, uh, game in and game out pretty much. What is – you know, the on-ice product, what does it look like? What is it, um, you know, what has, is it a system thing? Is it, you know, recruiting? What do you think has kind of fueled this turnaround? I, I think it's all of the above. I think, I think, and the first thing, if you, you know, talking to Jason Lammers is, is like, when you're around Coach Lammers, you know, his, his energy is contagious. Like you want to, you know, he's energetic and ready to go and positive and you feel that way. Um, and I think that, really builds into the culture of the team. You know, they, they recruit and they scout. They look for players that, that fit that culture that are, you know, Coach Lammers knows that this is about winning, but at the same time, he's all about building young men and, and making sure that they're um, ready to go once they leave Niagara. And I, I'll be honest, the first couple times I heard that, I was like, well... This is weird. Like, what is he talking about? But I, I actually think that that's that's legitimately how he feels about things. Um, you know, that's a real emphasis, a point of pride for him, is to build these young adults that are coming into the program and turning them into men who are good family men and um, good careers and, and things like that. Um, but in terms of the hockey, the you know they play an aggressive, push the pace game. They're a pretty heavy team. They hit. They score a lot. They, you know, they're a fun team to watch. They don't back down. You know, they get down in the game. They don't fold. They keep going. It's a, it's a fun team to watch. Um, you know, like I said, they're always looking to be aggressive and, and get out of their zone and, and turn up the offense. They brought in a, a, a transfer from Merrimack, uh, Ryan Cook. He's a Lancaster native. Really big guy. Uh, plays a heavy game. It's going to give them some oomph on the back end, uh, you know, that maybe add to what Chris Harper already brings to the team. Uh, they're going to be a fun team to watch. It's exciting hockey. You don't see some of the, the trapping and other things that goes on in the NHL with, with college hockey. You get, you get a lot more fast-paced scoring chances. Uh, it's, they're a fun team to watch. They're a fun group. I saw a, uh, a Twitter or John Vogel, Sabres beat reporter for um, The Athletic, compared Ralph Kruger to a motivational speaker today um, for some of, the, some of the quotes he said and some of the ways he approaches things. And I thought immediately of Jason Lambers. That's, I thought it was a pretty uh, you know, apt comparison in, it, in a sense. It is. And I, I actually, when the Sabres hired uh, Ralph Kruger, I texted Lambers and I said, hey, do you know Ralph Kruger? And he said, no, but I hope to, you know, I hope to get to know him a little bit. And I said, well, you sound exactly like him. So <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a very similar dynamic. Um, you know, it, it's all about, you know, I interviewed 
uh, Coach Lammers for a, a profile over the summer. And I left there. I was like, I'm gonna start getting up earlier. I'm gonna start <laughs> working out more. Like, it was, you know, he just has that energy around him, and I think it really translates into the team and and how they, you know, they're they're an interesting group. They listen to each other. The coaches listen to each other. Um, Matt Nicholson and, and Andy Boschetto, they they bring ideas to Lammers, and he listens, and they listen his ideas. Uh, you know, when they have players like Cooley and Stenland and, and Dalmas who go to these NHL development camps, they listen to ideas from the players on how to bring some of that to, to Niagara. So, you know, it's a very open, um, progressive kind of environment. Dalmas is the Dalmas is a senior. No, Dalmas is a senior. Uh, one of the leading defensive scoring, one of the leading scorers among defensemen in the country since he came to Niagara, really. Um, what? How does he? Because you think of this team, and you think, I mean, I think Stenland and, and Delmas right away. Um, but what? I mean, he's been here the longest. He's going to be the captain this year. Does that fit his uh, personality profile a little bit? Is that a pretty seamless transition? Yeah, yeah. He's he's a guy that expects the best out of himself. Um, he pushes himself to be the best he can be. He trains um, with Connor McDavid over the summer. Yeah, trains with Connor. <laughs> yeah, that probably helps a little bit. But uh, he's somebody who wants to be the best player he can be. He wants to have a legacy at at NU. Uh, he said this morning, you know, anything less than lifting the Atlantic Hockey Championship over his head this year would be a disappointment. Um, he really – it's a situation where he's pushing himself so hard – I think it's contagious to the other guys around him where they want to they wanna start pushing as hard as he does. Um, he's probably the best defenseman in the, in the country in terms of skating the puck out of the zone. But he, on top of that, is, is, he has that offensive upside, but he's specifically working on his D game this year, boxing out the front of the net and things like that because he knows he, you know, those are the things he wants to improve on. So he's, he's a guy who's constantly trying to get better. And I think that's really a good thing for a younger team to see, um, you know, a guy who's been in several NHL development camps, probably has a shot at some kind of pro contract, you know. Oh, for sure. You know, so, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a great player. He's super fun to watch, too. He's intense. He wants the puck all the time. Uh, he's just got, like, a burning desire to be the best player he can be. And it's, it really comes off when you talk to him. You mentioned Ryan Cook as uh, a transfer coming in who's going to be new to the team. Um, how about the freshman class? You you saw a little bit of them at the uh, the scrimmage, I'm sure, the exhibition. Um, are there any freshmen who were – it's different this year where it's it's an odd year because there is such a large group coming back that you, there's not a lot of spaces for new faces. But are there a few freshmen that you kind of – you think might make an impact? Yeah, there's a there's a guy named Brandon Stanley, and he basically hit everything that moved. On <laughs> and I think that, um, you know, he's gonna bring a lot to their game in terms of physical physicality, uh, and play that heavy game. Um, there's a, uh, a kid named uh, keep calling them kids. There. <laughs> uh, there's another uh, Ryan Namofsky. Uh He's got a real high skill upside to his game. Um, he should add a lot, bring some skill to, to the team. Um, Jack Billings played really well in his 
you know, in the game against Ryerson, he was noticeable. I think he scored and had some assists. Um, you know, they, they have some good young players to complement what they already have, and I think uh, I think you'll see them start making impacts during this during the season. Um, now looking back at last year, because I was surprised when I when I looked this morning and looked at their. I think of Niagara's season last year as just this, you know, I remember the finish, and that's how well they played in the, in the Atlantic Hockey Tournament. Um, but I, you know, and, and I've even felt most, like, during most of the year that it was a good season for them, but I also forgot that they were picked 11th, and the, there wasn't much pressure to perform, um, at least from the outside looking in. What are some areas that they, I mean, they, they still finished under 500. What What are some areas that, need to improve this season if they're going to, you know, maybe break into the top 25 or something like that? Uh, the big one for them is, is holding a lead in the third period and, and kind of getting the car to the garage. Uh, their record last year would have been markedly better um, <coughs> if not for a few late-game instances where the other team scored. Um, you know, I think they – lost or tied games in like the last 30 seconds several times last year where if they had just gotten it into uh, they figured that out they, I mean they figured that out as the year went on so like if you're watching them last year the record you, you would say like well those, those guys lost five in a row but if you were actually watching the team you, you know you realize that that was not an 0-5 stretch that's a, that's a couple of seconds there where things got a little rough for them. So you knew, you could kind of see how they were going to bounce back from that. Um, you know, I think they'll take that experience and really uh, button those aspects of the game up. I'm sure that they've taken a summer, especially Lammers and, and the coaches, and just kind of looked at ways to keep things buttoned down when they're trying to uh, get a game in and, and get it won. Have the coaches talked about, I mean, there's, there's different – it's different, obviously, when you're picked 11th versus when you're picked second. Have the coaches talked about having a little bit of a target on them this year or, or dealing with expectations? Yeah, I think, uh, I think there's a, um, a realization that they're, they're the hunted now. They're not the hunters like they were last year. Last year was a chip on their shoulder. Uh, they felt that they were better than 11th in a conference. Not obviously true. But uh, this year, I think it's kind of a... Uh, you know, sec- being picked second is not a bad place to be. You know, it's it's it changes the dynamic a little bit, but I think f- their internal pressure is on themselves to just really come out and play the type of hockey they think they can play. So I, I think, um, in terms of that poll, it probably doesn't mean too much to them. Um, I think they're, you know, maybe they would have liked to be a little bit lower, <laughs> but I think that they're. I think that they internally just. Uh, Want to get things going here. All right. Well, they're going to face a stiff test right away. Uh, Minnesota this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Traditional power, unranked so far this year, I believe. But, you know, it's Minnesota hockey. Yeah. Um, and they also traveled to Denver. And who's the other? Penn State later this year. Uh, Michigan's not. Or Minnesota's not unranked. I don't think that's true. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a heavy schedule. Uh, it's not, you know, foreign for for Atlantic hockey teams to play. You know, Canisius started last weekend in, at North Dakota. Um, 
but it's still, I mean, you're going to... Have you talked to the coaches about what they take out of games yeah, like that? Yeah, they know they're going to be tough games. They want to see how the guys do. It's also a chance for the players at, at Niagara who maybe don't get the, the spotlight that a Minnesota or Denver get to show what they can do. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah, we want to test our guys. We want to see how they, they compete and against these bigger programs. Um, you know, they're perfectly comfortable saying our guys are as good as anybody at Minnesota or Denver or Penn State. They're completely comfortable saying that. Um, and that's kind of what these games are for, to prove that, while also providing a guy like Ludwig Stedland, uh, you know, the national spotlight or scouts or things like that, that nature. So um, it'll be a big test. Uh, you know, I think I mentioned, uh, you know, Dylan Mills said that he grew up wanting to play at Minnesota and now he has a chance to play against them. Um, he sold already 200 tickets to family and friends, so... <laughs> I think it's going to be a big, uh, big test for them. A, a big, a big night for the program, and you know, see where, how that works out for them. And for I mean, to Niagara's to Limer's credit, I guess in recruiting, um, you mentioned that they think their players are just as good. Um, and you would think when you get a big program like Minnesota, there's going to be, you know, just physical differences, and that's not the case in this Niagara team. There are some big boys. Yeah. You mentioned bringing in Ryan Cook. Um, Stenland's 6'3", 6'4". Dylan Mills is 6'3". Um, and they were some big, you know... But I would say that... The, I haven't done the, the math, but I'd say this average Niagara player is like 6'1.5", or something, 6'2". Yeah. Um, they're they're going to compete physically with just about anyone. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to get... They're not going to get pushed out of a building. You know, they're not going to get... They're not going to be intimidated. They're not going to be... They're not going to back off. Um, you know, every every guy in that on that team will hit. You know, there's yeah. no there's no uh, backing off. There's no um, being afraid of a bigger, physically imposing team. You know, the Atlantic Hockey is a is a heavy division. There's a lot of a lot of hitting, and AIC is a big team. There, you know, there's some big teams in that division, and they they're right up there with that. They, you know. Like I said, they're not going to be intimidated, and, and they're going to stand up for themselves. You know, obviously, there's no fighting, but I mean, like they're not going—they're not going to back off of, of a physical game. Yeah, um, it's exciting. I mean, I know you're a hockey guy, you know, forever, um, but it's an exciting brand of hockey. And I think uh, you know, I, I went to the championship game against AIC last last year, and that was fun. I even even in the dark days of the program, if you will. But it's still a fun sport to watch college hockey. If you're not getting out there, um, I highly advise you do because this is going to be a pretty good team, and they're going to hit, and they're going to skate, and they're going to score. There's going to be some six to five games. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of overtime if last year's any indication. Um, that's. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not wrong, right? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I, and it's going to be the three and three overtime now. Oh, that's um, fun too. So that'll be interesting. Um, but the, uh, you know, I, I got addicted to live hockey last year, watching them play. Like, it, it's just, if you like hockey, if you, you know, want to have a fun night on a, you know, at a relatively decent price, you can't go wrong. It's, even if they lose, it's going to be an entertaining game. There, there's not games where they get blown out. They're, they're not going to get shelled or, 
destroyed at home. You know, they're, they're always in games. Um, they play a fun brand. You know, if they get down, you can always count on them coming back. Uh, you know, it's a great brand of hockey, and it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's kind of like a... It's kind of like a secret right now. I feel <laughs> you know, they, they play these games and, you know, it's, it's they're leaving it all out there. And you, you, it's worth checking out. It really is. All right. I think we'll leave you on that. You good? Anything else you want to get off the chest? Or? <laughs> no, I, I just, you know, like I said, I think it's, a, um, you know, if, if you haven't taken notice of the, of the Purple Eagles hockey program, you probably should. Because I think there's some good things coming down the road. That's tough to argue with. All right. uh, Once again, I was Mike, also Mike. Um, Thanks for listening.